The following podcast is part of the Joy Road Media family. Enjoy. Minnesota may be the land of 10,000 lakes, but we have 11,000. And guess what? Five of them are great. It's Great Lakes Celebrates with your host, Elena Gonzalez. Every week we celebrate noteworthy Michiganders. I'm Mike Bobbitt. Think of me as the salt in your better maid. And she's the bubbles in your burners. It's Elena Gonzalez. Hi, Mike. Hello, hello, hello. So we are, we're working our way through summer. Yes, we are. And uh, we didn't, we didn't talk about this before, but, uh, but happy Father's Day. Thank you. Um, so I, I'm always curious about, about Father's Day versus Mother's Day and, and. I really don't want to get canceled <laughs> for saying this, but I feel like moms make out so much better for Mother's Day and Valentine's Day and stuff like that than dads do. Yes, yes. I do I do think that that we do. And I think that a lot of that is corporate branding. Um and I promise I have a point here, but I spent a lot of time in the agency world, like advertising agency, and a lot of my clients were CPG companies, so consumer packaged goods. So we did a lot of stuff in grocery stores. So all of those displays and the coupon hangers and all of that stuff. So you're the side cap queen oh, of Michigan. Yeah, the fact that you know a side cap or an end cap that that tells hey, me I, that you know what you're talking I, about. I did marketing for PlayStation oh, for many years. Oh man, look out, world! Couple oh. of soulless people. <laughs> Trying to get you to impulse buy garbage you don't need. <laughs> My favorite thing at PlayStation was if someone was worried that something wasn't going right, I mm-hmm. would tell my coworkers, best case scenario, we mess up and some kid accidentally reads a book and <laughs> video game. The best we can hope for in a day is for the day to go poorly. <laughs> That's so perfect. That yeah. is absolutely perfect. I, on the other hand, uh, had a scenario where um, the the other side of, of grocery um, is uh, those lovely people that will give you samples. Yeah. Um, and uh, and had a woman who, uh, of course, we hire them, uh, you know, in market. We're not flying people across yeah. the country just to give out queso samples. Um, but we had a woman who uh, sent us a claim. Uh, because she spilled some salsa uh, into her, I believe she said the price of her bag was $2,500 uh, Gucci bag. <laughs> and she wanted to be reimbursed because if she would not uh, have been sampling, I believe it was salsa or cheese, um, then it would not have destroyed her bag. Wow. And I'm like, lady, you were going to a stop and shop or a Wegmans or something, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Allison used to do those mm-hmm. to the talent agency that mm, I did yeah. commercials through, and uh, we got a free soda stream because <gasps> she demonstrated nice. them. Nice, yeah. very nice. I know. Well, there were many years in that um, in that world where we would focus on the the 
the holidays coming up and Mother's Day was always a standalone and there would be uh, chocolates and um, ice cream and a lot of the sweets and then Campbell's would do, you know, some pink cans and then they'd bring those back for breast cancer or whatever. But then Father's Day was always... uh, First of all, it was shared, so it'd be dads and grads Mm -hmm. forever, and then it would be Kingsford charcoal and bacon, and like that was that was about. Hey, Dad, cook me dinner (laughs) or lunch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's so. Moving on from that, because I want to stay (laughs) happily married. Happy summer. So we've been holiday. I love hmm. that I think is an equal opportunity holiday yes. for, for Christians. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, people that just want to have fun and consume. <laughs> I'm not editing that out. I don't know where we're going and I'm excited. Christmas! Oh. Frankenmove! <laughs> it's like, I, I'm, I'm here for the ride. Uh <laughs> Okay, that makes so much more Franken, sense. Frankenmuth's Franken Frankenmuth news. Frankenmuth news. Yes. So we've been talking uh, this summer about uh, fun things to do uh, as a family or with your kids because I'm looking for stuff to do with my son. And last summer, we took uh, a vacation up to Frankenmuth. That's so cool. I would never have thought to go in the summer. It was great we we stayed at um a water park but it was great we stayed at the water park so we could um we could go on those slides and spend all day and then we'd go and we'd walk around downtown they have the cheese house um and they have the little um uh they have a show every i want to say it's every 45 minutes uh or so and the little animatronic people will come out and they'll talk about cheeses from from Ooh. their country. So you hear about Mexican cheese and, and cheese from the Netherlands and cheese from America. Um, and then you can walk along the water. Um, they do car shows at some point during the summer. Um, well, this summer in July, the middle of July, July 22nd and 23rd, they're doing... Uh, Summer Swap Beer Can and Breweriana Collectible Show. So um, they're going to have all of these collectibles from the pre-prohibition era all the way through to modern beer taps. And if you happen to have something, you can bring it up. Um, They're doing uh, free appraisals. Um, And so you can really, you know, Michigan is very you know, craft brew and, and, you know, beer shows everywhere and and all that. So this is taking all of that memorabilia, putting it in into a one-stop shop. Um, And it's, it's free. If you want to, if you want to go check that out, if you want to bump it up a little bit, you can, you can get some fruit, food and drinks. And, and I think that's only 10 bucks, but that's great. Now that's a good father's day there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that would be so fun. Yeah. There is so much great, like, local breweries in Michigan. I was at, I, I think it's called the Beer Grotto in Dexter. They oh, do the yeah. comedy experiment. Mm-hmm. I was there for our mutual friend, Brett Hayden's album recording Yay. and felt like I was uh, traveling around the state by enjoying different 
teleporters from. <laughs> nice traveling all around without leaving your chair. Yep. Yeah, that's a really that's a really great spot. That's there in in Dexter, yeah. and it's it's so warm, not temperature wise, but just uh, every time I've been there, the the servers are great and yeah. the ownership is great, and they have great beer, and it's yeah, highly highly recommend. Well, since you shared a summertime activity, mm-hmm. may I share Yes, one please. Have you ever been to the Frederick Meyer Garden and Sculpture Park outside of uh, Grand Rapids? I have been to Meyer a ton, <laughs> but I can't say I've ever been to the garden. It is absolutely amazing. They have gigantic sculptures that have to be outdoors because they simply would not fit indoors. Really? They are incredible. The largest horse you have ever seen in your life. Oh my gosh. And what's great is in the summer, they do children gardens, summer activities, and they set it up like every day of the week. There's like a different (gasps) thing to do where they have like face painting, they'll have music they'll do story time and they'll do like different learning things where you can learn about like bugs and plants and oh stuff my like gosh that. and it goes from now until uh the end of october oh wow there's an art exhibit there uh by an artist named inca shonabari okay and his exhibit is called planets in my head which is perfect for kids because his stuff is really whimsical okay he comes from a mixed background where he's um i think maybe dutch and nigerian oh so like he brings together these two completely different art styles and blends them and uh it's a lot of like 3d art and oh my god it is Really cool, and a lot of his work has never been seen in the United States before. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, this is the year to go out there. It is such a great day out. Yeah, we're definitely going to go check that out. Yeah, if it gets too hot, there's a lot of indoor stuff where you can look at plants and stuff like that, and uh, it it is just breathtaking. Oh, I I love it so much. I'm so excited. Yeah, there is so much on that side of the state that I am ashamed that I that I don't know. And same here. Yeah. So I will definitely uh, I'm going to add Grand Rapids to my to my list. My last time doing Dr. Grins mm-hmm. before I moved to L.A. and now it's unfortunately closed. My parents went with me. Mm-hmm. And we went to the Frederick Meyer Garden. So it will always hold a special place for me because that was the last family trip I got to take with my dad. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, Who also had to barbecue on Father's Day. <laughs> well, I'm I'm excited for you to to take that full circle and and hear about when you get to take Benji. Are you going to cry? I kind of, I feel like it. Like that's the <laughs> whole circle of life thing. That's really, well, really let's sweet. let's get to your guest then. Yeah, who, yeah, yeah. Who did you talk to this um, week? So this week we talked with Alan Sloan. And oh, we played his music yeah, before. Yeah, we did. We had a really fun chat learning about, uh, you know, his love of music and, and kind of uh, his path to that got him where he is today. That's awesome. Yeah. Alan Sloan. After this. (laughs) 
Hi, Alan. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Not too bad. I am really excited to talk to you. I know that I've heard some things and, <laughs> and I am very excited to, <laughs> to hear more. So before a little peek behind the curtain, uh, before we do these interviews, we, we chat for a hot minute. Like it's not, we're not talking for hours and hours and hours. It is, it is about a hot minute. And, uh, and we were talking about some of the things we were going to go into and you mentioned that you would really like to talk about uh, what you're doing with the kids at Everett High School. And then you started going through some productions. I yes. am going to cut right to the chase. We can circle back and oh, we'll, we'll okay. fill in gaps, but I am so interested. What are you doing at Everett High? And tell me about those productions, please. So I am the musical director for the spring plays. Well, before I moved and came back and, you know, we can talk about that in a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But that's what, that's what I was doing. So currently they are working on their new uh, auditorium over there. And I haven't been over there since COVID, actually. Oh, right. So hopefully they will ask me to come back. But prior to that, I was there for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did five productions with them. And Everett is in Lansing? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Perfect. Mm-hmm. It's the performing arts school. It's here in Lansing. So I did. Uh, I did working. We did Memphis. We did the Wiz. We did Hairspray and Mamma Mia. Did you have a favorite? Oh, uh, out of those, mm, not really. The Wiz, the Wiz, and Hairspray were a lot of fun to work on. I bet. Um, but like, just the the fact that we were able to watch the kids grow through, mm-hmm. you know, through their rehearsal process was my favorite thing. And then each show, of course, I had like my favorite songs. So, right. I definitely do not have bits and pieces of all of those songs floating through my brain right now. (laughs) (laughs) Not, not at all. How did you get started working as the musical director for a high school? How did how did that come into your life? So one of my friends here in Lansing was actually in charge of uh, directing that play, uh, directing working. Working was the first one that I did. And his musical director had something go on where he had to bow out like two weeks before they were supposed to go up. Oh, my goodness. He called me and asked me if I would be able to do it. And I said, yes. And the rest is history. They just kept asking me to come back. So. Oh, that's so great. And why, why would this friend of yours think that you would be cut out for this? I, I have no just, idea. <laughs> just your charming personality. Like, yeah, he Not can figure all. it out. I guess so. <laughs> I am. I am very, very glad that he asked, though, because I mean, I had so much fun working with them, That's working over great. there. How long have you been? How long is, has music been been a part of your life? Is it something that's oh my gosh. that's been around since since you were a, a tiny Sloan or, you know, is it something that came to you later in life? No, nope, uh, since I was a tiny Sloan. <laughs> It's always been there. Um, my so both of my parents were little bits of musicians. My dad played the trombone for a little bit, mm-hmm. but by the time I came around, he had you know he had long since stopped doing that. My mom was a piano player, and it was the mm-hmm. same thing with her. She since stopped doing that. And then I just picked it up in elementary school and ran with it. Wow. Now, did you know prior 
to to picking it up in elementary school? Like, is it something that they talked about or that you had heard stories if they if they weren't doing it when when you were little? Or was it something that after you showed interest, they were like, oh, fun fact, I used to do that, too. Um, they had mentioned it in passing. There wasn't anything that like was discussed at length until after I had picked it up and my parents figured out, oh, he's he's going to try to go somewhere with this. <laughs> What was your first um, what was your first love instrument wise? Oh, gosh, the alto saxophone. Really? That was what I yes, that was what I started on. Um, and that was kind of the catalyst for everything else, because I play a bunch of different instruments. And uh, what happened was we had a small band. So my band teacher took six of us and switched us around and put us on different instruments. So. Oh, and so I went roughly how old were you at this time? Oh, gosh. How old was I? Nine. Oh, that's fantastic. Somewhere between between nine and 11. What a a smart idea for that band teacher. Yeah, Mr. Forte was fantastic. I came up out of the Willingboro Music Department from Willingboro, New Jersey. Nice. We had a fantastic, fantastic program out there. So alto sax is what is what sucked you in. And then what else did you get exposure to at that point? Oh, my gosh. Um, I went from the alto to I played the tenor saxophone for a while. And then I got put on the baritone Um, from the baritone. I went to the trombone and then I played the trombone for the rest of high school. But like, you know, you you get in classes and you trade instruments with people and things of that nature. So I figured out how to play the trumpet, how to play the flugelhorn. I want to say like 10th grade. We got a piano from one of my cousins and I started picking around on that. Mm -hmm. So my mom got me lessons. Nice. Um, So yeah, just always been around music, always been around a bunch of different instruments. I I have to confess, I'm a a music fan, but I am not very musically inclined. And uh, I did not realize until just this moment that the, did you say the flugelhorn? Yes. That that was a real thing. (laughs) You and many other people. I had a friend of mine that accused me of making up an instrument that I can play. <laughs> he was like, that's a made up thing. I know it is. Just to just to get your numbers up. Like, yeah, no, I know mm-hmm. so many instruments. I know this and this and a flugelhorn and a farfignugan and a. Yep. Exactly. All of all of those things. But yeah, um, I just love learning how to play new instruments. Um, I'm OK at being able to pick them up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, it takes a little bit of work, but yeah, I just, it's, it's something that I absolutely enjoy. I know that I've heard other people kind of make a distinction between those who can read music and those who can't, which side of that do you fall on? Are you a, are you a sight read guy? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I, I can read music. Is that, yeah. is that part um, is that involved at all when you're when you're working with the the kids or are you just involved in the in the production of the of the songs or are you doing the the band as well? No, I'm I'm doing the band as well. So um, we have 
you know, like our, we have our pit band and stuff. And so I'm responsible for getting the people who play in the pit, um, making sure that all the parts fit. And then if there's any cuts or anything that we have to do to any of the songs or anything like that, I'm responsible for that. Um, I teach the kids their songs mm-hmm. and go through them and make sure that they know what they're doing. And I do a little bit of character work, but most of that is just left to who is whoever is directing. So any and everything that is in, that is music involved with these productions that's my job nice so you're you're going through band in school and you're falling in love with every instrument that you're that you're meeting and now did you go into something music based after school or was it always just a just more of a hobby for you I did not I always knew that I wanted to kind of do something with it but I had my heart set on um, getting into emergency peds mm. that's what I wanted so when I went to school, I went to Michigan State and I did uh, human biology and med tech and then got out and promptly jumped into doing a bunch of music stuff after getting involved in um, traumatic brain injury and what do you call it? Uh, behavioral modification, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, wow, that is I won't say that they're entirely different ends of the spectrum, but that is not what you what you would expect to hear <laughs> someone say. <laughs> You know, oh, I, I've always loved music. I enjoy working on musicals with the kids because I used to work in emergency pediatric medicine and traumatic brain injury. And you're like, oh, oh okay. Um, yeah. So I know that in addition to the work that you've done in musicals, you're also in a band. Tell me a little bit more yes. about about that. So we started in 2014. Okay. Just as a five piece and it has grown. We are called Sloan and the Filthy Animals. We are call us a seven piece funk machine. Seven piece um, funk machine. I like that. Yes, 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 yes. We got our horn section. Um, and I mean, we just like to, it's you know a cover band but we like to do our own versions of uh popular songs so we usually try to try to funk them up just a little bit nice keep every, everybody on the dance floor and you know um and for us it's fun because you know we get the opportunity to play together just about once or twice a month we have been playing so i do a three-piece at stober's um the third tuesday of every month in the month we usually play at the green door so and those are both spots that are here in lansing on michigan avenue so perfect any of our listeners who are in lansing definitely go check them out and what do yes, you play do. in the band mm, i play keys and i sing oh what is a what is a favorite of yours uh favorite song Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just currently in your in your lineup. What's uh, what are you loving to play mm-hmm. lately? Oh, oh my gosh! I have always loved to play this song called "Butterfly" from uh, that's by Jason Mraz. So I like I like that one. Oh my gosh! I mean, there's there's so many. We do a like a a kind of a funky version with a horn section of uh, Christina Aguilera's "Dirty." Oh. That one is a <laughs> The double R. Yes. 
that's a that's a fun song to play. So, and then we um we just try to keep it fresh. You know, we'll introduce a couple of new songs every time we play. So nice. we've got some for our next show. We have some Prince stuff that's coming down the pipe. That's gonna be fantastic. Uh, I can't. Can can I, can we get an exclusive? Can you give me just one? I oh, I'm such a Prince fan. Oh well, we're gonna do a different version of "I Could Never Take the Place of Your Man." Oh, we're going to mash it up with another song. <gasps> and then that's a That's a good one. That's one I call a sleeper hit. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to head down to Green Door. That is I was just talking this morning. I met someone for brunch and mm-hmm. I was just talking about my weekend at, at Paisley. And so I was all in. Oh. I was all in Prince memory. And uh, yeah, I was I was lucky enough to go see the the piano and a microphone tour when he kicked it off mm-hmm. at Paisley. And uh, so. So, yeah, I had a very Prince morning. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that mashup. Did you make it over to Seventh Avenue? We did did not we spent the whole weekend we spent the whole weekend at paisley they did it's crazy okay yeah they did three days they're like different events every day but it was it was everything that you could expect you know they were doing they were doing mm-hmm. tours of the recording studios and we went through and then the the group that went two times after us prince showed up with a platter of cookies didn't say a word ah. just showed up with a platter of cookies and everybody got a cookie cookies. And it's like, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Then, you know, the the third night we were there, it was a, a dance party and it was just supposed to be music videos and uh, we're out there dancing and all of a sudden Prince pops up in the middle of this dance party, have no idea how he even snuck in there. Nobody saw him enter. He just pops up and busts out his MacBook and he starts DJing for the next three hours. I love it. And then disappears in the it. same way. And it's like, that's just, who he was and and yeah we loved every minute of it and, and then there was another time where we my friend and i both got uh peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because every everything that he sold in there was was vegan and uh mm-hmm. there's no no alcohol everything was juice and water and so we got peanut butter right. and jelly sandwiches and uh sat on beanbag chairs and they were playing barbarella on the walls um on mute i'm like this is the princiest prince thing Thing that I can think of right now, and I love every second of it. <laughs> just, just, just weird for no reason. I love it. Uh huh. Um. So, is Sloan and the Filthy Animals? Is that your first? Is that your first band? Yes. Nice. Yep. That is the first one we've been going since 2014, and I started with uh, Lewis Rudner was on bass. Um, Pierre Charles the Third was playing keys with me. Ryan McMahon was our drummer and uh, Matt was playing guitar and I can't remember Matt's last name right now. I can see his face, but I can't remember his name. That's all right. I won't tell him. (laughs) We'll keep your secret safe. But yeah, I have been blessed and fortunate enough to play with some some great guys, great group of guys so and girls. That is fantastic. So you mentioned uh, you mentioned before your your two nights a week. What are the names of those places again? Stovers and the Green Door. Stovers on Tuesday and Green Stovers Door. Stovers every. 
Yep. Stober's oh. every third Tuesday of the month. And then when we're at the, well, when we play anywhere, I put it up on the Facebook page. Okay. Um, if you Like if you follow me personally, it shows up there as well. And one of the things that I recently started doing was, so I do things with my students outside of school because okay. they don't really have a lot of options for things to do. So like I have been for a couple of years getting a group of them together and we've been singing at the uh, the Juneteenth celebration here in Lansing during June. Oh. Um, I do like I do voice lessons for them and like part of the voice and part of our voice lessons is they'll work on a song and then do a recording of it and then we'll post the recording. And recently what I've started doing is taking them and um, bringing them out when the band plays and you know one of them will do a, a whole set. So the last show that we had uh, Dallas Robinson came out call her my flower child <laughs> she, she came out and um you know did a set and primarily the the reason that i do that is so that they have some place to be able to experience getting up and singing in front of people and how much work it takes to learn the songs and to be comfortable uh, having a band behind them and telling the band what you want them to do how fast you want them to go do you want to cut this part of the song out? What do you want to do here when you get to this part? Yada, yada, blase, splee. So, um, like I said, Dallas was one of the first students that I've done that with. And that one went off without a hitch. It was fantastic. She did a fantastic job. So our next show, I'm going to have Joy Thurman is going to come out and do a set. So I'm excited to see what she's going to bring to the table. So That's really great because there are things like that you just explained where there's no way to really get the experience unless you get the experience. Like you can't, Mm -hmm. you can, you can tell them all, all you want, but until you're in that moment and you're, you're having that connection with the band and you're having that experience and then, and then to have all of that with a real live audience, that's, Mm-hmm. There is no, there is no substitute. So with a real live audience and with, you know, professional musicians, because the other thing is that, you know, they get comfortable enough with the people in the band that after the shows, when we sit down and go back through everything, you know, people can give constructive criticism mm-hmm. so that the next time that they come, they're that much better. Yeah. So no, that's, that's great. And this next one that you're talking about, is that also going to be tied into Juneteenth or is that a separate, is that a separate performance? No, that is going to be a separate performance. Um, we're, we're going to be at the green door on May the 20th. Oh, okay. And we're doing a set for little Woodstock on the 27th. And both of these things will be up on our um, on our Facebook page in a little bit. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and is when you at the green door. That's when you'll see us next out here in Lansing. Um, and like I said, Joy Thurman will be at that show. And then we have we're going to do an hour and a half set uh, on the 27th, which is the day before my birthday. <laughs> at a uh, little Woodstock and Holt. Perfect. Are you? Uh, do you have an Amazon wish list going or or anything so our listeners can come bring you a gift? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> That is probably something that I should work on. <laughs> well, we will make sure to have all of the links to the social media pages where you can follow along in everything that Alan is working on uh, and everywhere that Sloan and the Filthy Animals are going to be. Check that out below. And if he changes his mind on the Amazon wish list, we'll, we'll put a link to that too. <laughs> 
Thank you so very, very much for talking with us today. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me so very, very much. Thank you. Well, that was great. I know. It's such a small world. Like, I believe that he is is fairly close with um with our producer Angie and it's yeah. it's nice to get to talk to people. You know, you you hear about people in in other people's networks or or um a friends I feel of like friends. Angie's network is the network. Like she knows everybody. Yes, exactly. And they're so everyone's so eclectic in their own little way and it's just it it's nice to to learn more about people in general. Yeah. Well, our musical guest is someone that I got to know by happenstance. Mm -hmm. I was doing a show up in Flint. Mm -hmm. And uh, if anyone has seen my stand up, they know that I like to just play with the audience because I know how (laughs) all of my jokes end. Uh But I don't know how an audience interaction is going to end. And there is a guy in the audience that looked like a slightly older, much cooler version of me. Uh-huh. So I started pretending that he was me from the future and <laughs> asking him how the night was going to go. And he was game for absolutely everything. And oh, that's uh, great. Uh, I ended up doing a bit about character actor Daniel Roebuck, who is one of my all time favorite character actors. And when I finished the bit, this guy in the audience, Steve Reddy, was like, hey, we can give him a call. And I thought he just had a friend named Daniel Roebuck. Uh-huh. But no, he's friends with the Daniel Roebuck. Oh, my gosh. Yes. River's Edge, his first movie. <laughs> All of his scenes, for the most part, are with Dennis Hopper. And he acts circles around Dennis Hopper. Oh, my gosh. So it turns out that Steve Reddy lives the life that I wish I could live he is a musician. He is so involved with the convention circuit. And he and I became fast friends immediately. That's so great. Yeah. He's pretty much every third band in Flint, Steve Reddy is a part of. <laughs> and uh, so this week we're going to play his uh, a band that he's in called Guilty Bystanders. So take us out, Steve Reddy and the Guilty Bystanders. We'll see you next week on Great Lakes Celebrates.